Hey everyone, just a heads up uh, as we get into this podcast, the first part of the audio is perfect. Um, but the second part of the audio, there's a little bit of a hiss in the background, so I just want to give you a heads up. Uh, the content on the second part of the audio is really good. Marion goes over some great stuff. Uh, but I did want to just let you know that there's a little bit of uh, background, kind of white noise that goes on, and I tried to minimize it through editing, but I still don't know fully what I'm doing yet with all the software that we have. And so I uh, just wanted to make you aware of that just real quick, that way you don't think anything's wrong with your um, uh, podcast player or your audio device or whatever it may be. So without further ado, let's dive into the podcast with Marion. Thanks. Yeah. So I'm pretty stoked on that. Cool. Yeah. Quality, not quantity. That's right. Yeah. Well, um, I want to welcome everybody to the 10th episode of the podcast. We are actually recording live from my truck topper. <laughs> so <laughs> it's windy like crazy outside. You guys may hear it in the background. We're um, in McGinnis Canyon uh, National Conservation Area at a really great campsite overlooking the Colorado River. And today I've got with me a special friend that I've been friends with for quite some time. And uh, she's a really cool gal. I've always been impressed with the fact that no matter what's going on, she's like, I'm going to do adventures and I don't care if I'm solo or not. I'm just going to make it happen. So I want to welcome my friend Marion to the podcast. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, thanks. Glad for, to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good couple of days here camping and stuff. So. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, it's great to see you. I haven't seen you since about this time last year. Yep, yep. So, yeah, yeah it was a busy summer for the both of us. Yeah, yeah. So how have things been going for you as far as uh, adventuring and stuff? And um, you know, this year was a little light on the adventuring, but, um, you know, I got a lot of plans. Um, I did do some um, exciting stuff. I went to have a surprise. Oh, cool. Which was amazing. Um, it was like a dream trip, and it just kind of fell into my lap. My good friend. And Tisha was like, hey, I got a spot, you want to go? And um, that was really great. Um, and it was my first official backpacking like, oh, cool. away from my truck, which was like, I was like oh my God, is my truck going to be okay? Yeah, I know. I worry about that too. Yeah. Trailheads. I'm always like, my baby. Yeah, exactly. A little <laughs> separation anxiety, but um, it was amazing. It was a really great trip. Um, you know, done a little bit, a few things around the Southwest this, this year, but um, this fall, I've got a lot of stuff planned. And cool. Into the spring. Yeah, and you, your adventure truck, what have you got for that? Um, I've got a 2016 Toyota Tacoma. Yep. 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 That's what I got. <laughs> <laughs> and you get the high rise topper on it. Yeah, I got the high rise topper on it. Um, and it came with the, the four wheel drive package and it has a, you know, slight lift, nothing, you know, major, but um, mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, there's lots of little things I want to do over the next year to cool. um, customize it a little bit and get a little bit more sturdy out in the backcountry. Nice. And, yeah. and you've got a tow package too, right? Yeah. And yep. that's coming in useful because you've got some pretty yes, kick ass stuff coming I up. I do. Um, I uh, pulled the trigger on buying an adventure trailer, um, which I'm super excited about um you know for some more long distance a little bit more comfort um mm-hmm. with the option of being able to go in the backcountry with my rig and you know leaving that or you know taking that with me into yeah. places that aren't quite as hard to get to but I, yeah. I was I was I was impressed like I hadn't seen the type of ca- uh, trailer mm-hmm. camera mm-hmm. that you're getting but it's actually two VW buses where they mm-hmm. where they cut them in two and then merge yeah. them together. Well, they had they actually took two VW bu- buses and cut them in half put the ends together um, and then they made a, a mold, for a fiberglass mold. Oh. So they're all brand, like the original ones, they, you know, cut two buses in half, but now it's a fiberglass mold. So it's super lightweight. It's not heavy metal. Like a VW van is pretty, yeah. you know, metal heavy. Um, and with my, you know, truck, you can't tow, you know, heavy, mm-hmm. heavy package. And, so. and I think that'd be also a little bit limiting as far as like getting to really yeah. off the beaten tr- places. Like right. it'd probably be difficult to get it here if it was like super heavy. Right. Because you can't go through sand or anything and stuff like that. And yeah. I think that... People, when they look at campers, you know, everybody goes, oh, these are great, you know, and they're badass and everything. But one thing you got to take into account is the weight and the mobility. Right. Absolutely. So that's a huge factor. And I think that going with the fiberglass body, I mean, that's lightweight. Yep. And plus, too, it's 
I mean, it's cool design. Yeah, that was the thing. Is my you know my heart is like I love VW vans. Um, I had a VW van um, when I moved to Arizona, and I loved it. You know, it was like house on wheels. Uh-huh. I could go camping whenever. Um, and when I bought the Tacoma, I was considering getting another van but you know a lot of maintenance you know reliability you know if, if yeah. you're mechanically inclined it's no problem you can get out of any tight situation but that's not me mm-hmm. um and plus you know you can only go 55 in those so. yeah yeah <laughs> so the the Tacoma was like the way that I went but I really like the look of it and the feel of the whole VW kind of peace hippie you know yeah. chilling out following your own path kind of thing and kind of like its own design like it doesn't yeah. look like anything else out there yeah. you know I think that some of the campers that are coming out these days they all look kind of similar they have the same footprint mm-hmm. and all that stuff but that one's unique. Yeah, and yeah. It's that cool was, looking. you know, it was like, you know, price wise, I was like, it was a little higher than I was wanting to get, but I was like, the whole, you know, package of it just like mm-hmm. sung to my heart. And so yeah. it's like, that's the right one. And then it has a lower profile. Mm-hmm. So when you're driving, the roof comes down, but then it pops up like a Westphalia yep. top, like kind of like the, the whole top, not, not, not the angle top, right. but the whole thing pops yep. up. Yeah, it goes from four foot four um, feet to six foot six. Cool. Um, so you can stand up, you know, move around super comfortable yeah. um, and then they put a little bit of a, a slight lift on it for me um, a little bit of extra clearance mm. um, but um, not anything major but it's yeah. enough that you know some of the places I go that it won't be a problem on dirt cool. roads and stuff so cool yeah, I'm so, excited. so what's so what's your background as far as like um, you know where'd you grow up and and where'd you go to school, school? and all and like work history and all okay. that stuff um, I grew up in a little town called Bellingham Washington um, oh, nice. about 30 minutes from the Canadian border, super amazing place to grow up. You know, it was, um, small community, two high schools. Um, I went to see home high school, um, go Mariners. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was a, just, it was a really neat place to grow up. It was very much, um, anywhere you lived in town, there was nature around you. You know, there was the woods, the water, lakes, you know, it's right on the bay. Mm. Um, and awesome. yeah, it was amazing. And there's a chain of islands off the coast of Washington called the San Juan Islands and, the northernmost American one is, is just right across the bay from my hometown. And wow. Just a great area to, you know, hang out, grow up, safe, you know. Mm. Um, and uh, so Pre-social media, so you actually had a good <laughs> right. childhood. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, God, thank God they didn't have social media. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think about that, too. I'm like, yeah. I'm so lucky because I spent all my time with my brothers, mm-hmm. you know, hanging out in our back mm-hmm. back area because we, we lived in this lake and it was all mm-hmm. heavily wooded. And we oh, were never yeah. inside. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we when we first moved there, um, I was like in first grade. Um, we lived in apartments, um, which, you know, generally those aren't in nature, but it was right back to like woods, like, and we would go back there miles and just get wow. lost and catching frogs and snakes. And it's just, so great for your imagination. Um, it's so great for child development. Yeah, totally. Like I, you know, I mean, we rarely watch TV. We were hanging out playing all the time and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just being creative and fun mm-hmm. and enjoying nature and. You know, cool. run around bare feet, like, all summer long, you know? Yeah. And were your <laughs> folks pretty outdoorsy as well? Or? Uh, no, not really. My dad, really took his camping and stuff a little bit. But, um, you know, it was, um, I my parents divorced when I was five. And so oh, we grew okay. up with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he, you know, worked a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, was, my mom was into sailing and stuff. Like, so she does kind of adventurous type stuff, mm-hmm. you know, when she was younger. But the camping thing, we did a little bit. But as I got older, I got more and more into that and would hike and stuff and, um, I kind of lost sight of that when I um, moved to Arizona. Um, it was when, kind of when, interesting. When did you move to Arizona? Um, I moved to Arizona in 1994. Okay. So I was 20, 23. And, uh, was that when you got your first, like, the job that you have now? Is that... No, actually, I moved to Arizona kind of on a whim. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, in my VW van, like, hey, I'm going to go, you know, live somewhere else. I'd never been here. Um, I, I, I didn't really like the heat. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
you know, growing up in a rainy, you know, yeah. mellow um, climate. And um, but I had a friend that has had been living down there, and I just wanted a change of, of pace. I wanted to, um, you know, stretch my wings and go somewhere different and see what life was about somewhere else. And I figured I'd be in the Southwest for a few years. Um, and I moved down there, and I was down there for about. Let's see, in 1998 is when I, I got hired on it into it. Um, okay. And uh, I was going to um, the community college and doing my thing. And it was just kind of a seasonal gig. I was like, I didn't want to work for a big, bad corporation, you know. Um, but I really enjoyed the culture. It was a really neat um, company. Mm-hmm. And, and back then, Intuit wasn't huge like they are no, now. No, no. So, it yeah. was, a, you know, pretty, um, you know, we had TurboTax and Quicken back then and QuickBooks. And then... Um, you know, it was like Microsoft tried to buy us, you oh, know, really? and um, so, so you're like, oh, the, we're, we're getting know, the attention right? of the big ones, the big <laughs> yeah. tech companies. Yeah. And um, the uh, feds knocked that down. So which was cool because we got to keep all the earnest money that they put up when they. Oh, nice. That. So that was nice. So that really helped like our stock price and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing was, is um, my heart's always really been with small businesses because, you know, my family, um, my grandparents had a bakery for 30 years in the Seattle area. Oh, my cool. dad always had small businesses. <clears throat> and so. And I, that's kind of the route I was going. And so with Intuit, because there's so many products that they have that were geared towards small businesses, it was kind of cool for me to be in that environment, the software to help small businesses grow. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because it's, it's a huge need. When I had my small business, you know, I used QuickBooks online. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was like kind of your lifeblood, you know, to where you could yeah. keep track of where you're at. And, yeah. And, uh, and it's such a great program to use. Yeah. And and. People don't go into small businesses to do accounting, right? It's right. that thing that you have to do. Yeah, and no one wants to do it. No, no one wants to do their bookkeeping. Yeah, no and if it takes stuff. you hours and hours of handwriting, it's just it's no fun at all. So yeah. that's the thing that like really spoke to me about it. And um, and the other thing was it was this really um, coming from the Pacific Northwest was really diverse. Um, in the Southwest, wasn't quite as um, uh, open to diversity, and so into it was kind of this little bubble for me where like um, they were highly um, into creating a diverse workspace and a safe workspace and people to be their full selves, um, which I really liked. And, mm-hmm. um, and they offered a lot of development opportunities and training. And so I started out as a phone agent and, um, I got a lot of opportunities to learn other things and I worked my way up and, um, wound up managing people and learning all about call center operations and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it was a really good kind of, so kind of was like the summer part-time job that kind of turned into this, like <laughs> I've, you know, been there like 20 plus years now, you know, with a, yeah. little, a little break in between when I left, um, around 2010, but, um, it was great for me to learn skills like that. I never probably would have learned anywhere else about, you know, um, working with people and, mm-hmm. um, you know, business, you know, aspects and things that I never would have taken classes for that. Would have yeah. been interested in it. So, um, so it was good. It's, it's been a good company and good role. Cool. Um, what's it, what's it like, um, so I was in the tech world a little bit myself. Mm-hmm. So I worked for a large ad network in Southern California for quite some time. And it was interesting because I, I still would go outdoors. Mm-hmm. But most of the people that worked there, especially on the programming side, like they were in front of computers nonstop because that's their thing. Right, right, right. So I would come back and tell them like, hey, I went to Channel Islands this weekend and I saw a pygmy elephant fossil and <laughs> and uh, and watched the big waves hit the, the, the Chinese Bay there. There's mm-hmm. a place called China Bay and North Shore has it. And they just look at me like, you're talking about like another planet, yeah. you know, cause yeah. they don't do those sort of things. So right. did you find the same dynamic? Well, or? I found, so when I was there, what's it from 90, um, 97 when I got hired, um, till like 2010 when I left, um, again, it's a real diverse environment. So lots of different interests that people have. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really doing outdoorsy stuff. I was kind of stuck in this, um, you know, dynamic of working a lot, mm-hmm. um, I a lot. Well, yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, 
I was married and, you know, so we didn't do a lot of outdoor stuff. Um, and it was something that wasn't an interest, um, for, for him. And so for me, I kind of put that, you know, on the back burner. Mm -hmm. And when, um, I got separated, um, in 2013, um, I I went back to Intuit. So at that time I I had left and, and come back and, uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I came back because, you know, I was working in another corporation and it was just, it was pretty rat racy. It was like hardcore and I didn't really feel like there was any room for anything. And so when I came back, I came back as a contractor. So, um, so I was limited to 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like, You're like, That's I'm all like right. I don't, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is you know? going to be a step back for me. Right, yeah. What am I going to do with all my free time? Yeah. And I was, and I was working for a great lady who's been a mentor for me and she knew, she knows me and she's like, look, you can't work more than 40 hours unless there's some event. So if you work more than 40 hours, you can't bill your, you know, we mm. can't bill your, um, company for it and so you're kind of ripping them off I'm like okay message heard I'm gonna have to get a hobby (laughs) because that's not cool yeah I don't like to sit there and stare at the wall exactly yeah and so and with um you know you know big life change getting divorced and you know going back to the company and um I was like okay well what am I going to do with my free time and I had a friend that hiked a lot and so I started hanging out with her and I really wasn't accustomed to the southwest um climate and stuff and like to me it was like oh if you're hiking you're in the pacific northwest and the trees and the water mm-hmm. and all that and so i was a little intimidated by the southwest as yeah. far as being outdoors um and so i started hiking with her and it was just like um this one hike we did um just kind of i don't know it lit a fire under me um it was in 2014 and there's a place um in between phoenix and tucson called picacho peak and um it's a pretty gnarly hike and mm-hmm. I had always wanted to hike it, you know, after she had done it a couple times. And so we made plans. I was really out of shape. And, um, this little 12 year old who was one of my friend's kids was like, Oh, you can't do that. I'm like, really? Oh, the hell I can't. Don't don't tell me now. I know. Right. And so, um, so I did this hike and it was like, I, it it was a tough hike and it was, um, how many miles? It's really not that far. I think it, it winds up being about four miles or something like that, but it's like... Oh, the verticals it, yeah, is crazy. Yeah, it's verticals, and it's got um, cables. You have to wear gloves in certain spots, and and there's this one part that has these big, huge steps, and they're totally made for dudes. Like, they're not designed for short little people, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm totally having to use my upper body to, to like, go down these steps because they're, like, these huge, like, carved out of a rock, and... Um, and the whole time I'm just the little kid's voice (laughs) saying, you can't do this. I'm like, oh yeah, I can. And so it took me about, like, I got to the peak and my friend who had, um, she had gone up, you know, they took off faster and stuff. And I was like, don't worry about me, turtle steps, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to finish. And, um, and there's lots of people. So I wasn't worried about like being by myself or anything. Um, and at one point there's a ladder, there's like a cable ladder where you are like, feet on the rocks. <laughs> oh yeah, you're really Yeah, and this is after. like this was like my first like not just little stroll in there. <laughs> you're like is this what hiking's like? Cuz this is fucking badass. <laughs> right? Like this is gnarly. And, and the whole time I'm like I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh-huh. And um um my friend about about a mile or about half a mile from the peak um she she was on her way back down. She went back up with me. Mm-hmm. And we got to the top and it's hilarious cuz the top there's like 20 people up there. And there's no room for anybody else. Like, I mean, it's like this really tiny tippy top place. And so we sit down and I'm having some snacks and I'm like just dying. And I'm like, and I just started looking around. I was like, oh my God, like yeah. the view was amazing. And there was just like this awe that I hadn't felt in a really long time. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. And it didn't cost me anything. It wasn't like, you know, it was like just, you know, the gear that I had. And I was wo- woolly unprepared for, <laughs> for, you know, what I was doing, but. 
um, it kind of lit a fire and it was hilarious on the way back down because my legs were completely shot Mm -hmm. and the trail isn't like up and down. It's like up, down, up, down. And so on the way back, I was like, really nervous that I wasn't going to be able to do it. I'm like, is there an elevator? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, I made it back down. It took me about seven hours and most people do it, you know, and they do it like four or three or four. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just like super excited that I'd done it. And it just, that kind of just started a role for me. And I started hiking a lot. And then um, in 2015, I got introduced um, through kind of backwards through Yonder, through, mm-hmm. you know, through um, some Facebook groups and met some people and kind of started, um, you know, I wanted to meet new people and I wanted it to be around getting out, you know, and, um, I have a lot of friends in Tucson and stuff and and our interests aren't, you know, it, you know, we'll hang out outside, but it's not like, you know, Mm -hmm. going out, like I want to go, I want to, you know, road trip and I want to see all these places. And so in 2015, um, I met Corey and my, and, um, actually right before that, actually back up. Um, I went on a, a road trip of Arizona because I realized I'd lived there for 24 years. I'd never seen the Grand Canyon. Hmm. And, um, and I was like, I, I just didn't know how diverse the state was. And, you know, and so I was like, um, and I was actually during that time doing dating app stuff. And I had been talking with this guy and he was talking about um, how amazing Arizona was. And I'm like, really? It's like, okay, I just know this area. Hmm. And, um, and I made a comment about wanting to go you know, learn more about it. And he's like, well, why aren't you? I was like, good question. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so I went on a road trip in it. You know, I was at the time I was driving a Nissan um, Altima, you know, mm-hmm. and I packed my car full of stuff and I stayed at motels and hotels. And I went from Tucson up to Jerome, which is this really cool little mining town um, in, near Sedona. Okay. And it's super, it's just really neat, artsy fartsy. And um, hung out there for a day and then I went up to the Grand Canyon and I hung out there and um, and then I went over to Winslow and then down to Pine Top and then back to Tucson. It was And it was amazing because it was like canyons, you know, um, plains, rolling hills, green rolling hills, pine trees. I mean, Arizona was just super diverse and I just didn't really understand that from, you know, staying mm-hmm. in Tucson all the time. And and so that was kind of like, okay, I like this whole adventure thing. You know, this is really fun. And, at the, you know, I wasn't camping or anything at that point. Um, and then um, I met up with my and Corey in Monument Valley. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the first time I had met anybody that I hadn't met before. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. And um, we had a great time. And um, we went to Monument Valley. We went to Canyon de Chez. And um, we camped. And, you know, and by that time I'd gotten some gear. And um, I was like, no, this is really cool. I'm really into this. And, um and then that time period, I started looking at like, you know, well, it's cool to go meet people, but I don't have a lot of people close to me to hang mm-hmm. out. And yep. I'm like, um, you know, and you know, I've had people go, well, get a boyfriend, you know, and I'm like, you know, I don't, I want to just be able to go, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not about, it's like, if I want to go see something, you know, if I invite people or whatever, they can't go. I, I don't want that to hold me back. Yeah. So, I'm um, not yeah. And so, um, that's when I started looking at rigs, you know, it's like, I need to get something that, you know, I can sleep in, you know, I had checked out your stuff and I was like, that, you know, was from a safety perspective was like, I mm-hmm. felt a little bit more safe being on my own. Yeah. Um, than Cause being, I think, I think tent camping, you're just so exposed. Anybody can yeah. walk up to you, any, oh any animal can come up uh-huh. to you, but when you're in a vehicle, you know, you can hit the alarm button or, yep. and then you have like, if you have self-defense stuff, you yep. know, bear spray or whatever it is, yeah. then you're more prepared, I think, to deal with any sort of Yep. And you get a little bit more time to like, you know, when you're in a dead sleep 
and something's going on outside, it gives you a little bit of barrier mm-hmm. to get your faculties about you, understand what's going on, and then react however yeah. you need to. And it's nice, too, when the weather really sucks and the tents sound like a freight train on yep. the inside because the wind is so bad. It's like you come in here and like if we were in a tent right now, there's no way we could record yeah. this and be too loud because the, the truck is like shaking because it's so windy. <laughs> but it's like you're in here and you're protected from the elements. And that's huge, especially yeah. in my in my opinion, especially in like a, intense heat or intense cold, mm-hmm. you have shelter to get out of. Whereas if you had a tent, you just got to have like really awesome gear. And right. sometimes yeah. that's not enough. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that, that safety factor of just from, you know, when you get out, it's not like. Um, you know, you have the elements to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. and if you have a place where you can kind of chill out and, and relax, you know, it's really nice. And it's like a little cute cubby hole. And, yeah. You well, know? it's fun. You get in there and it does mm-hmm. feel like a, like kind of like mm-hmm. just like a little. Like a fort when you were a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. it's all cuddly in there. Yeah. And you, you put like nice, nice mm-hmm. blankets and everything mm-hmm. and it gets really comfortable. Yeah. yeah. So when was the first time that you went out by yourself? Um, let's see. Um, oh, good question. Let's see. I went to Chaco Canyon and went right after I got my truck. Mm-hmm. Um, did you start doing solo stuff after you got your truck? Did you yeah. Wait, did you wait for that? Yeah. Yeah. It was that. Yeah. It was like my fr- the the solo trip I did around Arizona. I stayed in hotels and stuff, so I don't really yeah. count, you know, that. But yeah, it was once I got my truck. Um, I was like, you know, off, you know, doing weekend trips and stuff, Mount Lemmon, um, which is, you know, just thirty minutes from Tucson. Mm-hmm. Um, it's up about nine thousand feet from the desert up to there. So wow. Um, is it like is it like alpine environment? Yeah, it's uh, not. There are some aspens up mm-hmm. there, but it's like pine pine trees and stuff. Oh, okay, the top. cool. It's really cool. They're called Sky Islands in the area. Is that? Oh, um, they're pretty. Ho- I mean, nine thousand feet. Mount Lemmon is like the southernmost um, highest ski run. Okay. Oh, there's a ski <laughs> yeah, there's run up a there? ski run up oh, there. There's cool. actually a couple of them, and um, and so it's pretty cool because you can drive from like the Sonoran Desert where there's you know saguaros and you know all you know everything that comes with the desert and in 30 minutes you can be up in the top of the pines wow. you know and like That's 30 degree temperature change yeah and, super you know, nice the, the bummer part that I don't get is they close down the camp camping area in the winter and I'm like why this is like this is like temperature in Colorado in the summer yeah yeah <laughs> you know? this is perfect yeah so it's like yeah. I wish they would leave it open um mm. because it's that's like the perfect time because then you know can, there it's like and it'll snow a little bit but uh, it's not like anything you can't can you handle. disperse camp up there um or is it not really? they actually the dispersed camping they have gates where they close them off oh wow yeah oh, yeah I know like I know one or two places where you can go that is just like off the you know they're not official camping areas but uh. Um, but like the ones that the really, the ones with a really nice view, the dispersed camping up there, they all close it off. And oh, I'm like, it's weird because we don't get the snow that, yeah. although it, when we do get snow, it's not a good road for Tucson and to be driving because oh, yeah, they really don't know how to drive. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So I think, um, I'm trying to think of my first, um, I think that the summer that I came to Colorado, um, mm. met you, um, well, after I met you in Chalk Canyon, but when I went to Colorado in 2016, um, I didn't have a topper yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually hammock camped all over and which was uh part of me was like okay you're in bear country yeah and you're in a hammock you're spinning <laughs> off the ground you're at you're, you're, you're at you're at like yeah, their dangling height. their nose level yeah. yeah and it was funny so it was like um but it you know i didn't have any you know i slept great in the hammock it was awesome sleeping mm-hmm. um and i was able i had a little tarp over the top and um and that was pretty cool um you know to because at that time i hadn't got the cap on yet mm-hmm. um and i got the cap on and uh, it's actually just about a month and a half. Yeah, 2016, just a little bit um, past that. Um, I was um, going to go up, and my dad was having back surgery, and he lives in Spokane. 
And so I wanted to go out and hang out with him. And then I just kind of had a, you know, I was going to do a tour, go home to Bellingham and then come down the coast. And so I had ordered a cat, but it wasn't going to be here in time. <clears throat> and I was like, crap. So they gave me a loaner. Uh, so, a, yeah. a loaner truck cat? Yeah. Really? And, yeah. That's cool. I was like, that is so cool. I'm like, is there a rental fee? And they're like, nope, you bought a cat from us. And so it was white, didn't match my truck, but yeah. I didn't care, you know. It gives you that first introduction to it. Yeah. Then yeah. you're like, man, this could be comfortable. And then you start thinking of all the different ideas yeah. for the interior truck. And, yeah. And yeah. this one, the one that the, the loaner was like yours, the flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had ordered a, the slanted roof one with a little bit more headroom. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had built the, you know, I built a, a platform bed in there and had all my storage and stuff. Because, like, the day before I went, as I was asking you, hey, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I threw it together and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, drove up, um, you know, met up with some people on the way and camped on my way to Spokane. But most of the time I was, I was solo and then hung out with my dad. And then I headed over um, to the coast and, you know, just hung out and, um visited friends I um at the time um I, it was during the week I was working so I was mm-hmm. able to work remotely um, oh, cool. for my job which was really cool it's nice because it seems to me like when I work remotely I, I get things done quicker because I'm more inspired yeah and then I I kind of have a rule from with myself too it's like okay I, you know I have to get work done I can't hike mm-hmm. I, I can't hike all day every day right right even though I want to yeah but, <laughs> but it's like I'll say okay if I'm going to go on this hike I have to get x amount of hours of work done and mm-hmm. these are the things I need to accomplish and yeah. then and then, it, and then I'm like okay that'll take me I'll look at my to-do list I'll be like it'll take me like four hours and I get, I get it done like two and a half yeah yeah and it was you know that was really great because it was like um you know with um my team um in Tucson I was able to video conference with them and stuff you know because I had a you know hot spot and, mm-hmm. you know and I was in mm-hmm. places you know on that trip, I was in pretty traditional campsites and stuff and state camps, campgrounds and stuff mm-hmm. so that I was around somewhere where I could get a, get a cell signal because back then, like, it's gotten better the last couple of years. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, wi- the wireless hotspots were pretty sketch yeah. when you first started out. Yeah. They'd connect and then sometimes they wouldn't work and yeah. stuff. And, yeah. yeah. And I think cell services are better. It's just gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. So, so cruising down the Oregon coast and, you know, staying on the beach and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, I had a really good time and, and that was my first really long term solo thing. Um, and, what, and how did that, like, how did that speak to you and how did that change like, the way you looked at travel? Um, it was interesting because I've always, you know, I'm not the kind of person to like, when I first moved to Tucson, I didn't have any friends. If I wanted to go to movies, I'd go by myself. I'd go out mm-hmm. to dinner by myself. And so I never really had that hang up. But this was a whole different level of, like, I have to be self-sufficient. Like, I, you know, I need to be able to um, do things, you know, that, you know, I need to navigate. I need to, you mm-hmm. know, not get myself stuck someplace that <laughs> yeah. doesn't get stuck in. And so the thing that I have really found is that um, I'm a super outgoing person. I, you know, really like people. But I like my quiet time and my, like... I really like the solitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that it's very easy in our modern age to get distracted with everything else, the media, and, um, work, and, you know, other people's problems. And mm-hmm. I'm a, I like to help people. I like, I'm a caretaker. And so I find myself doing that stuff um, for others and sometimes forgetting about me. And so yeah. um, the, as going out in nature and, and connecting with nature and being on my own, like it really opened up this kind of window of like quiet and listening to what, what was important to me and what I wanted um, because that could get lost for me sometimes, you know, um, with, I would put other people's needs and stuff before mine. And mm-hmm. so, and I kind of had this realization was like, you know, I keep putting people's needs before mine. I got to take accountability for what I need. Mm-hmm. And so it just really helped me be more in tune with that. And, um, you know, I'm, I was always a yes person. So 
oh yeah, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. You know, and then I was like, wait a minute, why am I, I like, I'm not doing the things that I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got caught up in that. I, I wanted to please everybody. Yeah. Cause then I felt like there was validation in them liking me. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I must be a good person because you know, all right. these people like me and it's like, all I would do is do stuff for them. I was in the same boat. Right. And I just, I, I looked at my, myself one time. I'm like, I haven't taken a good look at myself in like four years. Yeah. Like what yeah. the hell? Yeah. You know? And I think that, you know, I think people are starting to kind of wake up to that now, you yeah. know, more if people are looking at, um, you know, I mean, it started making me think about how I'm living, you know, um, as I got promotions at work, my house got bigger, my stuff got more. Um, and it was like, am I any happier? Yeah. You know? Um, and I found that when I had less stuff with me and I was on the road, I was like so excited. I yeah. Was, you know, going to see places, and I was like, this the amazing country that we have that mm-hmm. people just don't realize, and and a lot, of, it's like super inexpensive, you know, yeah. to do it. And it's like I think a lot of people mistakenly think that you need to travel abroad to have these amazing experiences, and yeah. it's like, you, I mean, literally every single state has got mm-hmm. something badass in it. Yeah, every totally. single state. You know, I'm from Kansas, and mm-hmm. people think that Kansas is largely uninspiring, and I'm glad they think that because <laughs> I don't want them coming around because there are some areas that are dope. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like areas that are way off the highway that no one knows about and it's mm-hmm. only the locals and it's been that way for ever since I mm-hmm. grew up there and I'll go back and I'm like yes there's still places like this because yeah. you know here in Colorado and same with Arizona mm-hmm. there are areas that are just overrun yep. with tourists and that's one drawback you know to um, I think like social media and stuff like that is people want to share everything yeah. and, and then of course people want to go there because it's inspiring right. but then it has a tendency to overrun places and kind of degrade them yeah yeah so. and that was it was interesting this year um, when I went to have a supply um, it kind of has that mix of like um, people that, um, appreciate how difficult it is to get there. You know, mm-hmm. it's a 10 mile hike in. It's not like you can, you know, you can helicopter in, but you can't reserve. So you can't count on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were people there that were there be- for the Instagram shot, you know, them yeah. in-, in front of a waterfall and, um, you know, and it's beautiful and you totally appreciate that. But then there's like all this other stuff that you're missing when you're just so focused on getting that shot, Yeah. you know, um, and it's such a beautiful place and you do, there is, you know, it's getting more and more popular, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, you see people do shit. You're like, what the hell, yeah. <laughs> you know, like the reason this is so beautiful is because it's clean, it's untouched and you yeah. know, the trash and stuff. And so, um, that it's tough, it's tough to see that. Cause you're like, okay, if that keeps up, then the area yeah. will be one day. Yeah. It'll, it'll just be, it'll be yeah. over. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that, I think that that's, um, it's hard. It, it's a hard balance of, you know, to be a good steward, um, you know, and you want people to appreciate it because that helps get support for it. But you also want them to treat with respect, yeah. you know, and that's, mm-hmm. I think, the, you know, in our culture, um, you know, it, it, everything's so easy mm-hmm. um, that, you know, it's easy for people to drop that garbage on the ground. You know, they don't yeah. think about where it goes and, um, you know, they get their water so easy. Don't They don't think about, you know, using so much, you know, when when you're out in the back country and you're brushing your teeth, you're like, oh, drop a water. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> or doing dishes. You're like, I don't want to yeah. like fill my dish up all the way just to rinse out right. suds. You're like, I just want to do like little squirts of water. Or something yeah. Like that. And I think sometimes in our culture today is that all that stuff has been so easy that the conservation piece gets lost mm-hmm. and, and everything is that even when you're in your house, you should be, you know, conserving. Yeah. Well, we're like we were talking, I think it was yesterday around camp and, you know, with Lou and, and Nancy and, uh, and Tisha. And it was like, you know, we, before I started living like this and before you started traveling mm-hmm. like this and same with, you know, all the other people we were talking with, um, you know, you take a 20 minute shower and you wouldn't think about it. <laughs> right. you know, you know, I'm stressed because, out. I'm taking yeah, a long shower. Um, yeah. 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 You know, and it's like, I would do it too. Or I had this, I had this bathtub that was one of those, uh, bear claw bathtubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it probably held like 5,000 gallons. I mean, you could fit yeah. like 40 people in it. <laughs> and I do one of those every night. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, 
it's like now when I'm out here, it's like the most I'll carry with me at one given time is 11 gallons of water. Mm -hmm. And I, in my mind, I know exactly how, how far that will take me. I'm like, okay, I got like three showers. I got like four days worth of water. If mm -hmm. I'm minimal, if I'm, if I'm backpacking, it's going to be like, or not backpacking, excuse me, just hiking and being, uh -huh. you know, physically active. It's more like two and a half days of food mm -hmm. and, or water and stuff like that. And so it definitely makes you mindful. And also with food, like I didn't realize how much food I was wasting. Because I would just throw away something like, ah, oh, it's expired, throw it away. And, and it's like out here, you, you, you purchase food with intention. Because yeah. it's like it's a tool to fuel your body. Yeah. So you can go do all this fun stuff that does require a lot of energy. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah. With, with your adventures, do you have anybody giving you crap? Like, like hey, you're, you're, you're a girl. You're <laughs> <Yeah>. solo. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, the world's a dangerous place. And, yep, and totally. What, yeah, yep. what do you say to that? Um, it's interesting because, you know, there's two camps. There's the, um, oh, I care about you. I'm worried about you. I want you to be safe. And then there's the people that just like to basically tell you that you can't do that because you're a girl um, mm -hmm. and that, well, it's scary. Um, and kind of my approach to it is, um, you know, the first couple of times I was on my own, I was nervous, but it was more like, what was that noise? Is it a bear? You know? Mm -hmm. um, and I always, I always tell people, you know, I'm much more likely to get, you know, a, you know, accosted or something or something bad happened in the middle of Tucson or any city, right? Mm -hmm. um, because women deal with that every day yeah. in the city. And what I have found um, is people out in the backcountry or camping, you know, um, they're nice folks, you know, and you have your bad apples, which you're going to have everywhere. Yep. Um, but I do find myself, I'm a pretty intuitive person, but when you're in a city and there's lots of distraction and stimulation, it kind of dulls that because there's so much coming at you. Yeah. And when I'm out in nature, my alert system is like on full alert. Um, I'm very aware. Um, and when I, and when a red, red flag goes off, I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, and that's I, what's nice about having like your vehicle as your place where you're camping because it's like, yeah. you just shut your tail, you can leave. Yeah, exactly. You know, like throw, throw a little bit of gear inside that you mm -hmm. may have taken out and then you're gone. You don't yep. have to, you don't want to pack up this huge camp and yeah. deal with somebody that maybe they're right you know bothering you when you don't want to talk to you yeah and that is and the other thing that um you know I had to do a little work on myself because I think any any woman in our culture were kind of brainwashed to be nice and be kind and all that which are all good attributes mm -hmm. however if somebody's um uh encroaching on your space and you've given them several you know opportunities to back off and been clear with them and they're not listening mm -hmm. I have no reason to be nice at that point and I'm going to let them know you know, you're mm -hmm. gonna, you're not gonna. This is not gonna be an easy thing, you know. And luckily, that you know, I, I've had a couple situations where um, I was like, okay, I need to listen to that. Um, and one of them was at a rest area, so I wasn't even out. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it was like, um, and I remember the guy said to me, he goes, "You need to be nice. You need to learn to be nice." And I said, "I have no. Re I have asked you three times to back up and get away from me, and all you've done is get closer." Yeah, totally. And I use some foul language. But. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? But I was like, you know, it was one of the things where I think that um, I came to a place where, like, I'm self-reliant on myself. On, 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 you know, i got to rely on me. I've got to own it. Mm -hmm. um, I've got to be able to back up, you know. My, and i got to let people know that I, this is not easy game here, you know. Mm -hmm. and um, Yeah, it's going to come with a lot of problems. Are you gonna, yeah. yeah. And it is. It's interesting in our culture just how, you know, the whole, hey, smile thing. And, you know, it's like. It's, and I'm, I'm a happy person. I smile at people. Mm -hmm. But if I'm feeling a weird vibe, I have no problem, like, shutting someone down just and, and not being rude about it. You know, I'll get rude if I have to, mm -hmm. if, like, someone won't take it. But um, it just, it's, it's like, um, I don't owe anybody something, you mm -hmm. know? And if, if I'm having red flags, there's a reason for it. And yeah. I don't question it anymore. I used to question it. Yeah. You know what I've noticed is, at least in my experience, is that I think that people back here, when, when there's some sort of confrontation, mm -hmm. that... 
nine times out of ten, most everybody will be like, cool, and they just split. Yeah. Because they don't know, okay, we're in the backcountry. Typically, if we're back here, we have knives mm-hmm. because we have to have knives, like right. pocket knives or something. So you, or you may have bear spray or you may have, you know, some other self-protection right. tool. Mm-hmm. And so people I've found tend to be a little bit more like, hey, it's cool. Yeah. Like, like if something goes down and I'm like, hey, don't fucking talk to me like that. They're like, okay, cool. And they just right. leave. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. I, I, whereas in the city, yeah. I mean, how many times do you see dumbass guys like fucking push, push, puff their chest up? Fuck you, yeah. bro. We're going <laughs> down. And they get in a fight and neither one of them can fight. And it's like right. a shit show right. that you're watching, you know? Yep. It's like that doesn't happen back here. No. And that's the thing. I think that, you know, it's, um, you know, yeah, there's so much less of that negative energy and stuff mm-hmm. out here. It's like, um, and I think that in the city, you know, there's just so much more posturing and stuff that goes on, yeah. you know? And, and I think a lot of that is derived from, you know, the overworking and the, mm-hmm. you know, the, yeah. the disassociation with nature. I mean, like we were talking about the stars last night out here. And it's like, you know, even in Fruta, mm-hmm. uh, you can't see as many stars as you can out here because it's like the darker skies and stuff. And then in a big city, you can't see any stars. No. I mean, you'll yeah. see the moon. You yeah. may see the North Star. Right. You may see Mars a little bit. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You're not going to see much of anything else. Yeah. And you come out here, and it's like you look up, and you're like, whoa, it's like yeah. all the lights got turned on. Yeah, it totally, it's amazing. And I think that that, the, you know, people get, some people have never seen that. Like, they've mm-hmm. never been to a place where, like, it's that quiet, or that you can hear nature, and you can see the stars. And um, I think that, you know, we are nature. Mm-hmm. You know, humans are nature, and, and we, we're kidding ourselves, like, kind of in this building up, you know, these places. And it's like, you know, I get it, cities are needed and all that, you know, Tucson's a city. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, the more that I've come out here, it's like you wake up and you go, I can't go back to that. Like, mm-hmm. I can't go back to living, like, wasting things and mm-hmm. not being connected. And if I go very long without getting away, you know, for a weekend... I get bummed out, and I'm like, I, I feel the need. I feel drawn to it um, mm-hmm. because I feel so much better out here. I feel, you know, I feel connected to nature. Um, I'm more physically active, you know, even yeah, on which like, makes it, which is like helps yeah. everything. It's like kicks out great endorphins, and mm-hmm. you know, and then you feel better. And yeah. that exercise for me, it's like you being out here all like a full day of doing whatever, mm-hmm. and then you just crash and yeah. you go to sleep and you sleep good. Oh yeah, and then you know the <laughs> fresh air as opposed mm-hmm. to like indoor air. It's just different. Yeah, and I totally like I struggled with insomnia for years mm-hmm. um I'm all, I've always been a night owl always had trouble getting up in the morning and um when I come out here it usually takes me an hour or two and then I sleep like a baby mm-hmm. you know I'm like I'm still not an early bird but <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, I wake up and I'm like you know I'm in you know when I'm in my house and um you know and it's like a weekend that I it's just I'm not going anywhere it's like I sleep in and I'm like uh-huh. you know I'm not motivated to like go you know go out and you know be in nature because it's like you know, I'm not doing that this weekend, right? Uh-huh. And so it, it's just interesting how it changes, you know, your your, your system. You uh-huh. know, you're not, you don't have all that artificial light, you know. And uh, and you get to, like, it's interesting because you're dealing, you know, it gets dark. Oh, your body starts kind of going. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit more of a rhythm that mm-hmm. is natural as opposed to, like, I've, I've explained it to friends. I'm like, you know, it's like you're. You're, you're sleeping, sleeping, and all of a sudden the alarm goes off at 6 a.m. And you got to be on point, yeah. like, all throughout the day until 9 p.m. And then all of a sudden you got to turn the lights off and immediately right. go to sleep. Like, that's not possible no. for a lot of people. Mm-mm, it wasn't no. for me. No, it wasn't. You know, it's not totally not for me. And it's, you know, we're, it's funny with all the modern conveniences we have, um, a lot of the stuff that we have is for convenience, you know, because you mm-hmm. can have more leisure time. But people take less and less leisure time. Even their downtime is overscheduled. Yeah. Move, move, move. Let's go see this. Let's go see that. And it's like. I mean, I remember, you know, when we would go on vacations with the kids, um, it was like, I needed a vacation after that to, like, recoup from, because we wanted to show them so much, and it was like, 
gosh, can we just like, and one time we did go camping and it was the best time because we were like, you know, hanging out at camp, we were yeah. chilling out, the kids stopped looking at their cell phones and um, they were enjoying hanging out in, in the woods. And I think when you get kids out there, um, they totally like appreciate it and love it. And mm-hmm. they may not think it sounds cool because they're so hooked into their device. What? I won't have my cell phone or whatever. Um, and then they get out and they're like, oh, yeah, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. And then you get them away from that and then they're just like, yeah. you know, it's like the whole world opens up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just, and you learn so much about yourself. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing is like, um, the reflection. I mean, you've got time to reflect mm-hmm. and your downtime and think about life. And, yeah. and you know, it's more about like how, how am I treating people? How am I living my life? Right. Like, am, am I, I doing, am I, things? am I conducting myself in a, in a proper manner? Yeah. Like, am I, I always think like, uh, this sounds kind of cheesy, and, but <laughs> but I always think like, would my mom be proud of my actions? Right. You know, yeah. and yeah. like that's a good marker for me. And there's been times I'm like, no, she wouldn't be. Yeah. And I need yeah. to I need to correct that. Yeah. I I agree. Like coming out here, at least in my situation, and I think that probably you feel mm-hmm. the same on a lot of levels. It's like it's made you a better person because of that. Because mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about being in the city. Everybody's busy, and mm-hmm. it's like busy is kind of like the end thing. Yeah. What you're doing? Oh, I'm busy. And if you're not busy, then you're a loser. Right. Or you don't right. have much going on, or you're like not motivated. But yeah. it's like people are busy with shit that doesn't it doesn't accomplish anything. No. And yeah. and you're just like all you're doing is filling your time with crap and distractions. And it's like if you would take time out to look at yourself and do like a self check and say, okay, you know, here's what here's the direction that I want to go, and am I on that path? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think being out here. When there's so much downtime, some people are uncomfortable alone yeah. with their thoughts, and it took me a while to kind of like rein that in and control it. Yeah. But once you get once you master that, it's really powerful, yeah. and then you, and then you can redirect your life in whichever way you want. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just uh, it's one of those things. It's very it's very addicting. Yeah, it's you know it's interesting is the that quiet time that I talked about is like it goes along with that is that um, when you're quiet and you're not so busy, you're able to slow down and think about things and evaluate your life. And I mean, I did it for 15 years where I wasn't evaluating my life. It's like, I knew I wasn't happy. I was doing things and going places that didn't speak to my soul. Mm-hmm. And when I started coming out here, it's like all of a sudden I started thinking about my life, life differently and, you know, what's important to me and, you know, things, you know, have become less important to me and, you know, the amount of baggage that's stuck. Mm-hmm. literally baggage <laughs> you know and it's and it's not something that goes away in the day but it's like my my thought process about shopping like that used to be my favorite thing to do that made me feel mm-hmm. good when I felt like crap is I'm gonna go shopping and now I just do that at REI but <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I don't like um you, you know it wasn't a fix then right it, like it didn't you know great I got that initial rush when I bought some stuff mm-hmm. and sometimes they sat whatever I bought sat in bags and yeah. I, you know, I'd get home, rush over and then back to my life. And yeah, totally. I would have the same situation. Mm-hmm. Cause I work so much and then I go out and buy this awesome stuff and I'd be like, okay, it was good. It was cool at that moment. Right. But literally like 10 minutes later, I'm like, mm, we're all, yeah. we're off. Yeah. and then I'm looking for that next fix. Yeah. And out here, those fixes aren't needed because it's right. so inspiring that you're just like, yeah. I mean, like, look where we're at. I like, know, views, I know. It's such... The views are insane. We're, we're looking out over the Colorado river right now in a can in a Canyon area. And there's probably it's one, two, three, four, five canyons that spur off from this main canyon where the river comes through that we can see from our vantage point. So it's just like you come out to a place like this and you can't help but be inspired. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, and like you were saying when we first got started about how you go to these places or your, your first experience in it, like, and you're like, wow. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're on top of the mountain yeah. and how it moved you in a way that nothing else did. And yeah. then that's, that's what I felt too. Yeah. And that's what got me going. Like, you know, I need to do more of this because I got away from it as well. When right. I was a kid, we grew up in camp all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I said, mm-hmm. grew up on that lake with my brothers and we had a ball. But then I got in the corporate world and I thought, well, I'll just outwork everybody because mm-hmm. that's what I need to do to succeed. And granted, I did 
I was successful on those terms. Right. But personally, I didn't think I was successful. Yeah. I didn't like what I was doing. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. I wasn't mm-hmm. happy with stuff. I was irritable. Yeah. Like when I was, you know, and I was just like, this isn't me. And then you come out here and it's like, I felt like nature kind of showed me the way as, as, as far as like giving me a platform to think about things clearly. And it's like, what do I want to do with my life? Like we've yeah. got one shot. This is it. There'll yeah. be no, there'll be no more today's. Yeah. You know, this is the only today that there is. And so it's like, take advantage of it and realize that life isn't like some sort of like, um, rehearsal dinner. Right. I mean, it's real right yeah. now. And if you're not living it the way you want, then you're wasting your time. Yeah. And you can change it. And that yeah. was the thing for me. Like, I mean, you know, my forties, you know, I was like, who do I think I am? Like, like going out and becoming outdoorsy and doing all these things. And I was like, yeah, who the hell do I think I am? This mm-hmm. is what I'm going to do. <laughs> and, um, you know, and it's that, um, that awe, that awe inspiring thing. When I think when you come to places like this, it's just, it's so amazing and it just lights you up. And I think people are missing that, you know, mm-hmm. they like see it on TV and they're like, Oh, Grand Canyon's big ditch. I'm like, well, yeah, it is. But like, wow, look at it. They, yeah, it's go there. amazing. It'll, and it just, it'll hit you on a different level. Yeah. And, um, it's one of the things that has been kind of a byproduct of, you know, I was going out here adventuring for myself and, you know, and um, thinking about things differently. And, you know, I post on Facebook, I post my pictures. And I, in the beginning, I would apologize. I'm like, sorry for all the pictures, you know. <laughs> and um, it was really cool because, um, you know, there was kind of this self-talk going on for me where I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this, like, to show off or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was and doing some because... People- some they, people accuse you of that. Yeah, they do. They're like, I'm sleeping on the ground or in the back of my truck. <laughs> like, it's not like a luxury hotel. Ritz, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it was wild. It was like, every time I kind of like, I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't do all that stuff and just enjoy it for myself. Mm-hmm. Every time, about every time I started thinking that way, somebody would send me a message and say, oh my God, I keep posting that stuff. You inspire me. Mm-hmm. And seeing what you're doing, you're so brave and you know, and it's so cool. You motivate me to get out and, you know, see things in nature. And it was like, that was like, for me, like, it was like, oh my God, that is so cool to impact people like that. And yeah. to be. And give them the gift of like coming out here and maybe they can sort out yeah. things for themselves as well. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, and it's, and it's been really cool. Like, you know, I've seen friends like, you know, start to take trips with their family, you know, outdoors rather than, you know, going to a theme park or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool. And, um, and it's funny because I think about um, the guy that I was talking to that told that said to me, "Why aren't you doing it? If you want to do it, do it." And I've had a few friends. That's so cool that you do that. I would love to do that. And I paid that for it. I'm like, go do it. Yeah. You know, go do All it. All you gotta do is do it. Yeah. And it's to me, it's like that's like like super cool. That um, you know, I've always had that desire to help people, and so it's in a way that I'm helping myself, and mm-hmm. by sharing what I'm doing. I'm showing people that, you know, you can do this too. Whether you, you know, if, if you're not into it and you want to do something else, it's go do it, yeah. you know? And, um, and it's pretty cool. Um, you know, and I always appreciate it when somebody lets me know that, you know, that something has inspired them. And mm-hmm. because I think for, you know, I talk to women and, and a lot of them are like, Oh, I could never do that. Going out on your own. That's so scary. And I'm like, why is it scary? You know, and I start mm-hmm. a conversation about, you know, how, how to be safe. You know, it's like, um, you know, and you don't have to go out in the middle of nowhere like I do. You know, you can go to a national park, but you don't have to wait for somebody to go with you. Yeah, you know, If totally. you want to go see it, you know, go do it. And mm-hmm. um, I think and, a lot of people get hung up on that. Yeah, and it's and the amazing part is um, um, the empowerment. Like, every time I go do it, like, there's this, every time I'm packing up my truck to go wherever, I have this, like, anxiety about, Oh my God, something's gonna happen, you know, and that total that little voice that starts 
And I just start talking to myself. I'm like, you've done this. You know how to do this. You're going to have fun when you get out there. And the minute I get on the road, it's mm-hmm. like. It's, it's just like this feeling of just an unbridled yeah. joy. You're just like, yeah. what's going to happen? Exactly. It's, yeah. it's like this excitement. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, I don't get that experience when I think like about any sort of work environment that I've ever been. I, I don't, I, mm-hmm. I, I never got excited about what's going to happen. Right. I'd be like, you know, something may happen. Something probably happens. It always does. But right, it's right. going to be work stuff and I'm not really in on it. Yeah. But then out here, it's the same thing. You know, I want to share everything that I do. Mm-hmm. And I want to do it from a point that's encouraging and not, right. not, not egotistical. Yeah. Because I, I think I have had some people come at me and be like, well, you're just fucking homeless and you're just trying to make your life look cool. And I'm like, wow, that person's having a shitty day. Yeah. And you have to remember that, like, a lot of times when, uh, or at least I, I, I remind people, like, you know, if someone treats you like that, nine times out of ten, it's their issue, not it, yours. Ten times out of ten. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Ten times out yeah. of ten. That's true. It is, And yeah. it's interesting how people will still try to still try to cut people down. And I'm like, those people are the ones that need to be out here the most. Yeah. Because... Yeah. You know, I see some some of that. Um, I used to display some of that behavior in the corporate mm-hmm. world, yeah. and I wasn't as mean as that. But right. I just I kind of think stuff. Right. And and well, uh, when I first started seeing your stuff, I was like, "This is crazy! This is like living out of his truck. What the hell?" <laughs> and then the more I watch him, like, "Wow, he's got he knows something. Mm-hmm. Like he knows something." And I think that's the thing that, um, you know, our culture tends to like. Here's how you be successful, and I had that success uh-huh. and it didn't like fill my void you oh, know yeah. and it was like wait a minute like all the things like I think when I was a kid and all the things that I wanted to do in the passion like you know I like to write I like to draw I hadn't done those things for years mm. and so you know it's interesting how like when people start doing something differently that go, kind of goes against the cultural grain uh-huh. you know like it's something for themselves that actually enriches their life yeah, you know as opposed to being you know some people do things for themselves and it's selfish yeah. But this isn't selfish because mm-hmm. it's, I feel as though, like, when you come out here, you get to be a better person, and that's, like, a better gift to the world. Yeah. It's, like, a better you, yeah. I mean, what better gift can you give the world? Yep. You know? Yep. Absolutely. And, so. you know, and you just think about, like, um, you know, what, to me, one of the cool things is, um, you know, I'm still rooted in the house and all that stuff, you know? And, um, you know, as I've gone through my journey, I have, you know, long-term plans that I've been thinking about. But one of the things that I, like, appreciate is showing people a different way to live, you mm-hmm. know, is like, um, you know, that's where you've inspired me and like that you, you don't have to have the house with the picket fence and the nine five job, you know, like there's different ways of doing things and, um, you don't need so much. And I think mm-hmm. as, as you, you know, that kind of comes with a balance, like the whole keeping up with Joneses and that crap, like that's yeah. just, this, like it's stressful. Yeah. It causes anxiety, at least different me. And nobody's happy. No, <laughs> no one's happy. And it's like, I, I remember I was at a, at a house party some friends uh, and my, my friends are great mm-hmm. but I, I looked at, and I was just starting to get into truck camp and I hadn't mm-hmm. gone out full time yet but I, was, I, I had gone on like three or four week trips because I was testing things out to see like okay I'll go for three weeks how will it go right. and like I need to get these things in order to be able to go out further and then yeah. I do that and I test it and the, I think I had just gotten back from like a three week test but anyway I was at this party and it was like it basically was everybody talking about what they bought that week and then like and then, like, where they were going on vacation that was, like, mm-hmm. badass. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, like, we're not talking about anything of substance. Right, like, right. Like, it, it's cool to talk about that stuff, but there, there was not one mention of, like, hey, you know, I volunteered here this week. Right. Or, or have you guys read this book? Or, um, you know, I was meditating and I came up with this great mm-hmm. idea to help people. Or whatever, you know, something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be even stuff like that. But it was just a, it was an eye-opener for me. And I thought, you know, as a society, we've kind of missed the mark. Yeah. And the... Um, importance and almost like 
I don't know what you want to call it, but like the, the way society says, like you have to work yourself to death. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody, unfortunately, um, most everyone's bought into that because because yeah. it's like there isn't really a blueprint to do what we're doing. Right, right. And, we're and that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's what's scary for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think unless unless you have a, a good amount of self confidence or a good self compass, if you don't have a blueprint coming out here and doing something like this, it, it may not work well yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. But if, but if we can show people like, hey, here's what you can kind of do and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and maybe other people would benefit greatly from, from being out here full-time and, and right. ditching the corporate thing. It's like, if I can help one person in that respect, I feel like I, my life is worth it. Yeah, you know, yeah. My efforts are worth it. Yeah, totally. And, and then on top of it, too, just in, in my own um, life, when I was in the corporate world, I was anxious all the time, didn't get much sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, it was real competitive, and I never really, I always felt like I had to run at a rabbit's pace just yep. to keep up. And then out here, it's like it's whatever pace you want to set. Yeah. And I don't have the anxiety anymore. Yeah. And those days are gone. Yeah. And I don't and I don't need to like self medicate with like happy hour or anything right. like that. <laughs> you know, it's like it's great to have beers and everything. And it's mm-hmm. fun to drink them at camp with friends, but it's like you don't have to do that. Because yeah. you're not trying to mentally check out. It's like you want to be present. Right. And I think that being out here in, in this in environments like this or just, just doing whatever it is that you love, you know, yeah. that nature. It's like people need to follow those passions because they do, and doors open up that you never anticipated. Yep. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I think about um, the doors that have opened up for me just in, like, my personal life. And, um, you know, and this is something that I want to do full-time down the road. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm looking at, you know, how, how to make that work. And um, That's so cool. Yeah, it's, like, super exciting. And, and it's funny because it's, like, you know, there's still those little things that pop up in my head. Well, oh, you don't have a physical address. You know, you're homeless. You know? mm-hmm. And it's, like, you know what? Um, you know, life can be different. I mean, it's... Um, and that's what I want in my life. Like, mm-hmm. it's like I come out here and I feel at peace and I feel calm. And I think about, I used to chase that with buying stuff, you yep. know? And, um, and, it was, and it was never attainable. It was always just about yeah. there. And then it was, and then and there's it, just one more new thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, and it's, and it's just an interesting path to, like, kind of go through. And, and I feel like it's one of those things where you, um, you pull the layers back one at a time. And, um, you know, I learn every time I come out here, I learn something about, um stuff that I bring and why I bring it, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, you know, I didn't touch that. Why did I bring it? And what did I think I was, you know, and, and so, you know, it's process. Um, I still bring a lot of stuff. Yeah. Maya always teases me about my outfits and I'm like, I wear like two things and then like I have all these clothes. I'm like, I didn't need that, yeah. you know, but, That's awesome. um, you know, and I think that that just, you know, is part of, part of the process for me has been really just, you know, getting into my psyche and thinking mm-hmm. through why, why I'm making decisions. And, in, in our modern life, the way it's set up, um, that's not part. That's not part of the program. Yeah. You know, you need to be moving fast enough that you're not thinking. Yeah. And I have found time and time again that when I have that downtime and that a much more creative person, you know, I'm doing things more for the right reason. Mm-hmm. You know, when I help people and I invest time in people, it's because I have the energy to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not. It's not to make me feel better. Yeah. You know, because I'm taking care of myself. You know, and that. You know, I do. I think that um, it's made me a better person. It's made me more um, compassionate. It's also made me have more boundaries because I didn't have a lot of boundaries mm-hmm. before. And um, and it's okay to have boundaries. People, yeah. a lot of people don't. Yeah. And then they get steamrolled and then they're just frustrated yep. all the time. And then you get pissed off. I mean, I, I spent some time, pretty happy time being resentful. And it mm-hmm. was like, and now it's like, okay, I have to have one of those boundary conversations with somebody. And what's worst case scenario? They might not like it. I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? It'd be a lot better if I didn't even talk to them again. Exactly. If they're gonna, yeah. you know, not be respectful of boundaries. Yeah, and stuff like absolutely. That. Yeah. Okay. Well, so. I think we uh, we probably should 
wrap it up because okay. we got we gotta go meet with my oh, she's gonna be here shortly. But I did want to say if there's if there's one or not one piece of advice, but just some advice you want to give to some mm-hmm. gals out there who are on the fence about about maybe mm-hmm. like oh, I'd love to do that, but I'm just there's still something holding me back. Like mm-hmm. like what would you say? That's a great question. Um, I think um, you know my first piece of advice would be do it. Um, you know, and give yourself baby steps, you know, try a couple things, you know, um, you know, go to some place that is like, there's a lot of state parks that are really great that have cabins, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, check it out. Um, and just, just try it. And I think people will find, um, you know, you gotta be smart. Um, you know, you don't, you know, they're just common sense kind of stuff. Um, but listen, and listen to your intuition. I think those things are like super important. Like when you have one of those feelings, a lot of times women will overanalyze to try to figure out why they're having that feel. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just you have, get out. You have that sleep. feeling. It's time to leave. Um, and you don't have to explain it. You don't have to apologize. You just, and that's being accountable to you and taking care of yourself. And Absolutely. I think that that's the big thing for me that making those decisions to get out here and do those things, I carry that into my life in all different aspects now. It's like, wait a minute. Um, I'm accountable to taking care of myself. So if I'm in a situation where I have to compromise that, it's not an open situation. Yeah. And I think that that country has taught me that, you know. So, good stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Marianne, thanks for coming on. This yeah. has been great. I, yeah. when, when, we, when I first had the idea to start a podcast like this, I, was, I thought, I'm like, I want to have you on because I wanted to talk to you about your adventuring as mm-hmm. a, going out solo as a woman yeah. and uh, doing the truck stuff. And that's so cool that, you know, eventually you like to do it full time. Yep, so yep. We'll More to, to come. <laughs> once, once you hit the road full time, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get you back on and cool. talk to you again. Right on. Cool. Awesome. I'm happy to do it. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Brian. All right. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Had a great time sitting down with Marion and listening to her solo female adventure stories. And I just want to encourage all you ladies out there that if you want to get out and go see nature, don't wait for a guide. Don't wait for your friends. Um, As long as you've got some good common sense and the gear to take you where you need to be, I say go for it. So um, hope you all enjoyed the podcast. Coming up next, I'm going to be driving over to Gunnison this afternoon. And reconnecting with Craig Coleman, we'll probably record another podcast or two. And um, then after that, I'm going to roll back through Central Colorado area and hopefully connect with Barron again so we could do another podcast. And then I'm heading to Kansas for a couple weeks. So we're going to get some other good content for you all. And um, if you have any questions or anything or if you want any topics for us to cover, just shoot me an email. My email is brian at coloradobackcountryadventures.com. And I look forward to hearing from you all. Thanks a lot. Bye.